Welcome to Mandemic Mondays, the only podcast hosted by best friends who have nothing in common except their name. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. We are The Mandys. And each week, we will be reviewing and debating the latest Netflix release and whatever else people are doing to stay sane during these crazy times we like to call The The Mandemic. Oh, yeah. Woo! It's feeling good, huh? Yeah. Uh, You look so vaccinated. Thank you. I feel vaccinated. Yes. Really good. Yeah. You too, huh? Yes. I'm running around boning everything I can. Yeah. I was going to say we should meet in French Kiss, but you went right to bone, which you always did. Oh, I I have no time for foreplay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense to me. You and my husband. Good God. (laughs) Ew. Please don't say that again. (laughs) What do you mean? We have sex all the time, Andy. Like, you should look us up on the internet. No, but you say you and my husband. It makes me think of me and your husband. And we're like brother and sister. And I don't care for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God. It would be awkward if you were like, yeah. I chose this moment to tell you. Listen, um, we have to talk. I've always wanted to get on Patrick's D. Um, (laughs) That's a new thing I'm noticing in like lots of television and popular movies and things. Women referring to it as the D. I'd like to never hear that again. What a shock. It annoys me. Weird. I'm so difficult to annoy. I find it jarring. Yeah. You know, well, it's so many fun words, really. We're just going to go D. I mean, okay. It's like, you know, back in the day when people called it the JJ and I wanted to murder every one of those people. (laughs) I always called it baby sister. (laughs) <laughs> for front hiney and, and back hiney. <laughs> front hiney and back hiney. Or the moneymaker. Yep. Well, end of podcast. Thanks, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my goodness. These yeah. are better jokes than the jokes in the movie we watched. Oh my God. Mandy, it was like a funeral. I felt, I mean, I was looking forward to this movie, but I knew you were really looking forward to this of movie. Of course. Thunder Force. Everything about it is. God. Oh, for me. Everything. Yeah. Well, we we raved about it. We we raved about it. We were like, oh, my God, all the cast. And right. And it was it was meant to deliver. And it really I think we're going to agree that this was terrible. Yeah, I can't uh, defend the movie as a whole. I can defend parts of it for sure. Uh, You said whole. (laughs) Sorry. Rim shot. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but here's the you problem. You said rim. Here's the problem, and it's very... <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. It's very easy to sum up the problem with this movie in two words. Okay. And it's going to be cruel, and I'm just going to say it. Uh-oh. Ben Falcone. I said it. Oh, yeah. They can't. They can't. They yeah. need to be stopped. If we could get, if we could split them up, she could return to her glory. <laughs> Oh, my God. Look, maybe we need to do an intervention, you know? Yeah. And I'm I really Melissa McCarthy is my imaginary best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, like I still secretly fantasize that I'm going to look in my calendar and be like, oh, lunch with Melissa on Friday. Like, sure. I love her and dream of being her best friend. So I do not want to just her husband in case they renew their vows and I get invited someday. Um, But I agree with you. We kept, we kept pausing at going, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I was like, I'll tell you what happened. So he got his movie made without having to redo anything on the script because his wife is Melissa McCarthy and she got attached. And so everyone green lights a Melissa McCarthy movie. And it keeps happening. They keep doing this. Oh, to wow, us, I know. To nice people. 
No. And when I saw that it was written and directed by him in the beginning, yeah. I, I thought my first thought was like, well, you know, everybody learns with every movie, right? Like in the beginning, it wasn't so good. Let's see what Thunder Horse, Thunder Horse, Thunder Force has to <laughs> offer. Flashbacks to last week. <laughs> yeah. PTSD. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Thunder Force is the very uh, unfunny story of <laughs> two friends, lifelong friends yep. who uh, are Played by Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Are you sure that was Octavia Spencer or was it a drugged, <laughs> tired, resentful hostage who looked vaguely like Octavia Spencer? Patrick paused the movie and was like, what's going on? Yeah. Octavia Spencer is like really talented. She's an amazing actor. What is going on? Yes. Why is she not good at this? She seemed like a hostage. So what? Yeah. Thunder Force is the two of them reunite after being separated after high school. And Octavia Spencer is a brilliant scientist trying to create a way to avenge Earth from an alien. <laughs> bear with me, folks. Stay with me. From an alien <laughs> race called miscreants that are on Earth and causing trouble. So, Octavia, well, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. What? They're not aliens. They're not. They are. No. Oh. Something happened in the universe that changed all of the existing psychopaths on Earth, like sociopaths, mm -hmm. and changed their body chemistry to give them superpowers. Oh. So it took it took the worst people and made them powerful, which I thought was a pretty cool okay. idea, actually. Okay. But they're called miscreants. But go on. I was too busy bashing my face into the wall so I wouldn't have to watch anymore. <laughs> um, so the miscreants, Octavia Spencer's goal is to create a way to defeat the miscreants. Yeah. And she invents a way to give people superpowers mm -hmm. and accidentally Melissa McCarthy gets injected with the superpowers and then they become Thunder Force, a yep. very tired crime-fighting duo <sighs> in yeah. Chicago. And really interesting and weird. Like they give, so Melissa McCarthy gets injected with all these things to get super strength. That's mm -hmm. her superpower. And then Octavia Spencer becomes invisible. Mm -hmm. Invisibility is her mm -hmm. power. But the invisibility power I thought was a really interesting choice to keep in the script because as it showed us, she didn't really do much. Like she didn't really crime fight that much. Right. And then the they were like, let's not really make her invisible though. So she was sort of visible right. half the time. And right. I was going, well, wait, I can see her. Can they see her? Like what's going on? She How was does this just work? faded like her energy and her commitment <laughs> to this movie. Just faded. And her voice. And her voice. It was like, uh, like this all the time. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. And I love her. I think I laughed twice in the movie. Well, the first laugh for us on our couch, and I'm yeah. thrilled to hear Patrick suffered as did Jeremy. So <laughs> he was on his phone in like 10 minutes and he would just every so often go, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> first laugh, Pete, here comes a clip. Minute 26, 26 of a comedy. Yeah. Yep. Minute 26 was the first laugh where Melissa McCarthy does a bit about Urkel. <laughs> Looks like the jail cell in Battlestar Galactica. All right, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. The room is furnished oh. in a non-distracting manner to best help with your recovery. So you want to tell me who Urkel is? What's an Urkel? Not what's an Urkel, who's an Urkel? It's Urkel's Urkel. Tell her who Urkel is. How do you not? Oh, my God. You got glasses and suspenders, you know, and you seem super smart. Let me search. 
You know who Urkel is. How do you spell that? You spell it Urkel. Ur- Are you kidding? Did I do that? Right? Does that ring up? Did I do that? Did I do that? You know that. Did I do Did I do that? Mom, is she having a reaction to the injection? No, she's always like this. It was very funny, and it went on a little too long in a way that I enjoy. In yeah, a Melissa yeah. McCarthy gag reel, like, you know, <laughs> joke-a-thon way. And I, I was down for that. And that might have been it for laughs. So Patrick and I both laughed at the dance scene between Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy. When they had their... You mean the scene from Airplane. Right? They ripped off the dance sequence from Airplane and put it in this movie. Mm -hmm. With like way more gaudy costumes and horrible wigs Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like it was... It, yeah, but any time that those two were on screen together, Patrick and I started giggling. Mm-hmm. So they worked for me. They Their chemistry, the sex scene with her yeah. and Jason Bateman when he has crab hands was just hilarious. Now, not hilarious, but funny. He was interesting because he was the closest thing to good in this movie. He actually <laughs> made me laugh and he got some... He mind this material but he did it by just being bateman he is yeah. michael bluth he is the same <laughs> he's doing his under the breath asides he i mean he's good at it and he's very funny yeah. and very attractive and we all love jason bateman love him but yep. he brought nothing new to this one like there was no. no side of him that we were like oh i didn't know he was capable of that like this was just did anybody i mean like what was there to what was there to do with the material? I like we were, we were listening to it. I was like, oh my god, nobody I know could ever get away with getting a movie made with this script. Mm-hmm. It was no. just really low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, and such a disappointment. My God, I wanted it so bad. I, I needed it. I, I I mean, movies like The <sighs> Heat are some of my favorites. I will laugh out loud every time it's on TV. So that's what I was hoping for from this. On on the other hand, too, like we wrote a great, a great movie that's sort of an action comedy, but it is a great movie. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, so it's like 45 minutes into the movie and they haven't really solved one crime. Like they sort of solved one crime and then the criminals just went away and it Mm -hmm. seemed like nobody knew what they were doing. And then right after they sort of half-assed kind of stopped a robbery then all of a sudden everyone in town is like we need thunder force to keep protecting our city and Mm -hmm. i'm like what right we need thunder force to keep eating fritos so i was like what is this is it an action or is it a buddy comedy because if it's a buddy comedy i'm not even getting the juicy relationship stuff that's in our movie stalkers inc which should be optioned by the people powerful producers who are listening to this podcast yes you know what i mean our movie is the funny sexy version of this Yes. Uh, yes. And I will, you know, t- to give credit where credit is due, great oh, good. casting up top with those kids. The kid versions oh, yeah. of them. Well, particularly the first kids, the younger ones. Yeah. Then the mm-hmm. teenage Octavia Spencer looked nothing like Octavia Spencer. But the young Melissa McCarthy's were really great, I thought. And oh, yeah. And it was fun, fun casting. Good job. To whomever cast it, Allison Jones. She's oh, she's everywhere. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then here's a callback to our Operation Varsity Blues episode. Okay, I'm listening. 
somebody in this movie said, rut row. <laughs> what? And I punched myself in my own anus. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You know, I wanted to t- I wanted to talk to you about that. You should get Jeremy to punch you in the anus because you get more thrust that way. When you're trying to punch yourself, you can't get the depth that you need. Again? Just, I just did a homemaking tip for you from one housewife to another. Can you save that until we're talking about what's getting us through the pandemic? I feel like you're stealing my thunder <laughs> force. <laughs> thunder force. Yeah. Did you happen to look this this bad boy up on Rotten Tomatoes while you were watching? Uh, No, but my husband did. And it's like 25%, right? That's exactly right. Because and we looked it up because we were watching it going, is it us? Are we jaded? Have we seen too much? Like, are we missing something? How is this number one on Netflix today? And what, like, what's happening? Like, how, why is this happening? I was like, I wouldn't still be watching this if I didn't have to for this podcast. Like, it was that right, bad. Of course not. And and I am forgiving with these comedies. Yeah. Everyone hated the Ghostbusters remake, but I actually highly enjoyed it yeah. and laughed a lot. So if it's a dumb comedy with some real good, just, you know, blue comedy or laughs, I'm, I'm, there oh, for it. You I, are a hundred percent in on that stuff. Like that that's yeah. what I mean. I felt so bad. I was like, this is Mandy's jam. I like a more weepy yes. dark comedy ensemble with feelings and like unresolved endings. And you are all about like, yes, let's get common people's hair and let's, you know, <laughs> I mean, your comedy that you did, 30 Nights to Save Your Marriage, like that's raunchy, good, just clean fun, right? Thank you. So, Wait, I'm sorry, what movie are you referring to? Oh, 30 to? Nights, 30 Nights to Save Your Marriage. It's written the, by Mandy Kaplan-Clavens. And starring. And, and produced starring, by. And starring just, and produced by. Just a little things. feature film you can get on Amazon. Yeah. But Amazon it's a, Prime. But it's good, raunchy, good fun. Like, your movie's Thank full you. of laughs. And in the writing process, you can testify, because we've written several things together. I'm always about, like, I don't want it to have any heart. I just want a fart joke there. And I'm always being forced. Like, no, you have to back this up with real emotions and human connection. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this, even if it had been a heartless, just stupid comedy, you would have been the perfect audience for it. But I'll say this, like, I like the heart stuff. And I felt like there was too much of it in this movie, mostly because I didn't believe any of it. I didn't get why they were friends, which is so weird because they're real life besties. Did you know that? No, they are real life best friends. So this is the scenario that I said to Patrick, because we were we have a lot of fun when we're watching things that we're like, this is terrible. How did this happen? We like to pause it and go, "Okay, here's what I think happened. And there was this one point when Octavia Spencer (laughs) was being like just awful, just giving nothing like the blocking was terrible. She seemed tired. It was everything you said. I'm like, she looks beautiful. I know she's amazing. This is terrible. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I was like, well, look at Ben. Right. He's like, well, shit. I don't have to, no one's going to give me notes because I'm Melissa McCarthy's husband, you know? So that sucks for him, right? And -hmm. what's he going to do? He's directing his wife, who's a comedic genius, and he's going to give notes to A, his wife's best friend, B, Oscar winner, Octavia Spencer. Isn't she an Oscar winner? She made shit pie. (laughs) Right. So, you know, like the poor guy, what do you do when you're like, I'm going to get Octavia on set. We're going to have a jamming good time and it's going to be hilarious. I'm sure she's funny in real life. And then you get I've into the that. movie and you're on set and then that's it. How do you direct her? Not, I don't know if he would have, honestly, but 
what's he going to say? I I like picturing a like a a new segment that you and Patrick do, which is like, <laughs> so where did this go wrong, or or so what happened here? Is that what you said? So that can be yeah. our new segment. The Patrick Patrick hits pause or something like that. You know, <laughs> it was hard to write down all the jokes that we've seen a million times in other movies, but. But one of them appeared twice, and I want to call it out, and I want to beg us as a society to retire this joke. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'll do my best. I only talk to society every other week now, but I'll try. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, The old, uh, I'm going to say a bunch of embarrassing things on the phone. Oh, wait, you didn't (laughs) hang up. You just heard me. (laughs) Right. And then they repeated it again, mm-hmm. where she's ranting about Tom and accounting and what a weirdo he is. And then it w- in the minute she's like, not like Tom from accounting. I'm like, oh, he's obviously on the speakerphone, not saying anything. And then Octavia Spencer was like, well, somebody had to wake her up and tase her to get her to say a line. And then she was like, uh, sorry, Tom, I guess we'll continue our meeting later. <laughs> Like enough. Yeah. Or it's it's a, a, along with he's right behind me, isn't he? Right. right. That guy's such a jerk. He's right behind me. OK, I'll, I'll give you the he's right behind me. But I will say this. I didn't see the phone thing necessarily coming. I still enjoy that joke format. But oh. you got to But you got to bring it. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't funny enough. None mm-hmm. of it was funny enough, except that weird crap shit where she's like, sprinkling old bay on him and <laughs> rubbing butter on his claws and like mm-hmm. getting ready to give him the what for the seafood what for i that yeah. that was so stupid and insane i loved that it felt like a sketch right that was the one sketch yes. i enjoyed in the entire movie the other another comedic highlight was and i apologize i don't know this actor's name he played andrew one of bobby cannavale's <laughs> yeah quote unquote heavies but he was very lovable and bobby cannavale get a new gig what are you doing but uh this guy andrew is like i mean it's it's andrew sir or you can just call me drew i mean my mom calls me andy but no one else really and he was very funny and i don't know who he was but god love him he was some of the only laughs in the movie yeah he he was very funny but it's interesting that you point out that moment because to me I was identifying those moments as like what was wrong with the movie because I feel like it was all those like I'll put in a dumb situational joke here Mm -hmm. that wasn't it was funny but like it's not enough to make a movie like I didn't it was sort of like dumb joke dumb joke dumb joke like I didn't there was no story that was there was a story but it just wasn't I don't know I it's a mystery I wanted it to be so good I was just kind of in shock that it wasn't. I wasn't in shock because I saw the name Ben Falcone. I I hate to keep harping on it. No. He's going to come for me. But and I have a question for you. Yes. Okay. You're married to Jeremy Clavins. Talented guy, right? Mm-hmm. Funny guy. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, okay, you know, you're Mandy Kaplan Clavins and they want to make another mm-hmm. movie with you as a star. Now, your husband has written a script, you know, and then wants to direct it mm-hmm. and like, what would you do? Would you would you be honest with him? Mm-hmm. Would you be honest with him and be like, "I mm-hmm. we can't do this. It's not good enough." You would. Oh yeah. Do you think she's being honest with him, or does she just like, "Babe, it's great." Like, how does that work in that house? I worry that she is just 
too um, confident in her shtick now. So she's like, I'll make it so funny because I I make everything funny. I'm so good. And there are maybe two or three moments where it works, where she takes something like the Urkel moment and makes it really funny with her brand of humor. Yeah. But I think she thinks it's funny. Oh, that's interesting. What about you? Would I tell Patrick? No. I wouldn't. That very healthy. <laughs> it's not. I mean, first of all, I love the idea that I would be Melissa McCarthy, uh, but I don't like. No, I. I mean, I, unless he said, "What do you think of the script?" You know what I mean? Like, if he was just well, like, wouldn't he? If he's like, "I want to direct you." I mean, he doesn't have to. Like, I who's making these deals? Is it his people? Like, we can get Melissa McCarthy attached. I mean, for all I know, she's working on the next Paul Feed thing. And she's like, yeah, babe, and I'll go do your movie in March. And that's as much as they talked about it. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. And I don't wow. know that I could be totally honest. Like, there's some things I could, like, I've directed Patrick in a couple things. And, like, I wouldn't, I don't think he's super open to my direction. You know, <laughs> like, I have to toe that line a lot. He's He's really, like, I know what I'm doing. So, and he does. And it's a taste thing, right? So if we have different tastes sometimes or... But you're the director. Yeah, I know. But I like, what does she care? Like, she's Will Ferrell status. Will Ferrell's done a bunch of stuff that's kind of meh, right? But everybody loves him, so they'll watch it. It'll still make money. Adam Sandler. Another great example. He hasn't made you, great movies nonstop, but you watch your mouth about Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, I love Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is my god. No, I love Will. Fer- I also love Melissa McCarthy. By the way, I, I I think she's funny. As do I. I just thought she had nothing to do in this movie, so she was funny, but it wasn't like a funny movie. I don't know how she was supposed to make it funny. She had nothing to work with. Right. It's funny to watch her throw a bus. That's just funny. But it's not like laugh out loud funny. I am so glad you brought that up (laughs) because we are about to play a new drinking game. Oh, yay. For anyone who's listening, go get very hard liquor. (laughs) Go get grain alcohol or NyQuil. (laughs) And then Pete's going to play the sequence starting at one hour, 10 minutes and 19 seconds in which they say, throw a bus. I think five times in a row. So everybody's going to do a shot when they say it. Here comes the clip. Thunder Force needs this bus. Lydia, no. Do not throw that bus. Lydia, I got it. No, they're too far away. Do not throw that bus. I can't hear you because I'm literally throwing a bus. That lady just threw a bus. My God, I just threw a bus. And we're back and everybody's hammered. (laughs) It wasn't that funny. Throwing a bus wasn't that funny. And they said it in the beginning of the movie, so you knew she was going to do it. And then they they did it and then said it and then said it again and then referred to it. And it was uncomfortable. It wasn't just that. What gave me rage was the... I was like, no, when after she threw the bus, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, even though she knew she would do something like that, all of a sudden, Octavia Spencer's character's like, you're so crazy and you never listen to me. I was like, what? No. A, you don't get to be mad about that. She's been that way through the whole movie. Like, it was so 
obviously a screenwriter going, wait, page 78, they're supposed to fight, right? Like, I hated it. I think they just took a clip from The Shape of Water and plugged it in (laughs) of Octavius, but I don't think she showed up that day. (laughs) Oh my God. I love her. I I love her so much. And that was another thing Patrick paused again. He's like, what's happening? And I was like, I think, and I don't know this for sure, but I've never seen Octavia Spencer do comedy. Maybe she's really one of those dramatic actresses who really just needs to do drama. I can't believe that. Really? I refuse to believe well, that. I think happened? she's probably very good at comedy. It wasn't funny. Okay. But she didn't even but, try. Like, Melissa, oh, she, Melissa and Jason were funny. They were very funny. I will say this about Octavia Spencer. Little known fact. Do you know she writes children's books? Oh, I kind of did know that. Excellent children's books oh. for your daughters. We read them a couple years ago called Ninja Detective. There's two, and we've been waiting for the third one for years, and I don't know if it's ever oh, coming out. Oh, yeah, I did remember that. But, did, when does she have time to do that? Is that like between her Groundlings improv classes? <laughs> Ouch. I would hope that she is capable of comedy. She owes us big time. When you're best friends with Melissa McCarthy, can you really be funny? I mean, can you? Is Melissa not the funniest and the one everyone stares at? I mean, I want you to compare. You're friends with me and you're still funny. (laughs) I knew it. Oh, yeah. There it is. (laughs) Hey, if you pitch him, I'm going to knock him out of the park, babe. I'm glad you're singing. You, I feel like we 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 do no pre-show because we have no time, no. and no sense of professionalism or any <laughs> any any desire to prepare for this. But <laughs> they fucking sang "Kiss from a Rose" in this movie, yeah, which they did in one of my favorite comedies, "The New Vacation," oh, which I talk about nonstop because it's hilarious. Okay, and the family sings "Kiss from a Rose" in a in a climactic scene. You're kidding. No. And then they, the minute the first chord happened, I was like, they're not, they're not going to start singing Kiss from a Rose. Please don't let them, please. And they did. Wow. They did. Okay. I did not see the new vacation. So I thought the Kiss from a Rose was kind of funny just because, but not, I won't even say funny. I I kind of found it like this movie was like a desert where I was just looking for something that sort of seemed like water. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that right. moment I was like, oh, right. it's the seal song. Oh, we're back to the story. And that laser chick who I, are you joking? <laughs> Why didn't she get a grown-up mouth? <laughs> she has a tiny baby mouth on a very wide face. I don't understand that casting choice at all. Love to Allison Jones. I mean, super love, but I don't get I don't get that. It was weird. She was like, uh, I felt like they were like, uh, guys, we can't find anybody. Let's get like a Russian bride and bring her over who's never been on camera or acted before. Because She's she French, could do this thing with her hands. And she was in Guardians of the Galaxy, according oh, to Jared. Oh, she was? She's, yeah, she's French. Oh, it's so weird. You know, I wonder if it's one of those things where he cast her and was like, she can do it. And then she got on set and he's like, Ugh. or maybe he just doesn't know. Right. right? I mean, how do you... It was un- She was uncomfortable to watch. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how would you... If you had... Okay, so I'm bringing you into the meeting, Executive Fabian. Okay. I like we this. We got this script. They're about to... They're going to sh- go shoot it next month. What would you do to fix this script? Go. Okay. Fix it. Oh, fix Dr. the script? Dr. Fabian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, if I'm really an executive, Mandy, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I know that people are going to watch it because Melissa McCarthy's in it. I don't have right. time. People are going to watch mm-hmm. it. We give them a bunch of money because we just have that. And I don't mm-hmm. want to offend Melissa McCarthy because I want to do business with her in the future. So I'm certainly not going to give her notes on her husband's script. Like if I'm really an executive, I would probably do exactly what the executive did, which is like, go for it, guys. But I mean, that's exactly why when I was leaving the theater over Christmas, this is obviously p- p- pre-COVID, uh, and and we had just seen Cats, the musical, and my friend was like, as a producer, if you add all that stuff together on paper, it's a hit, right? It's Cats, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, it has all these celebrities in it. Like, the idea, the the whole thing about the movie should have been a hit. Like, you would have signed off on all of it, and then it just didn't turn out. Anyway. Did you see the butthole trailer of Cats? <laughs> no. <laughs> That is worth a two-minute watch. What the Somebody hell? animated all their buttholes. No. So that it's just the trailer, but now all their buttholes are glowing and featured. No, come on. I'm telling you, butthole trailer of cats. Oh, I love that. I'm going to watch that. Look it up, people. How would you fix the script, though? Uh, there, there have got to be, like, higher stakes and more of a world. Like, this, this was... Boring people with boring superpowers in a boring world. Yeah. So I would have made their superpowers crazy funny over the top and the gadgetry over the top and kept it in Chicago. Or I would have made the world that they were in so crazy and over the top. The miscreants would have been wackadoodles right. so that these two like realistic superheroes are just kicking butt and keep encountering all these crazies right but laser is not funny she's just making fireballs with her hands yeah. and oh my god and it's it's um it, you know so yeah. one of these two things has to be outrageous right. and funny and neither one uh, was and so I, I would have done that yeah and i would have expanded the friendship because that was the more interesting part to me. And I felt like I didn't I didn't get at all that they were friends. I didn't feel yeah. I didn't care whether they were good friends or not at the end. I didn't care. But it's like what happened to Joey Tribbiani and friends. He realized very early friends, he learns, oh, if you have good chemistry on stage, or is it am I quoting the wrong thing? Good chemistry on stage. Oh, it happens to Chandler. He's like, I saw my girlfriend in a play and she didn't have any chemistry with the guy. Now I know they're really cheating because, right, you take two people with great chemistry and you put them on screen or on stage and their their chemistry fizzles or fails. So this happened to Octavia and Melissa. (laughs) They are probably hilarious at a dinner party together. Yeah. But you put them on screen and it it died. Right. Right. And we're not such good friends in real life. And that's why we do so well on this podcast. Frenemies. Isn't that what they call it? How many oh man jobs God. so we don't have to talk about this movie anymore? Yeah. I never thought this would be the bomb. I am going to say this. I'm going to say one man job. One. Okay. I'm only going to give it one. And I think because, God damn it, it got my hopes up so much. I, How do you waste that talent, right? And right. I laughed mm-hmm. twice. So I'll give one man right. job for my for Jason and Melissa, who I love. I think this movie benefited greatly from my having just watched Concrete Cowboy. <laughs> so I was more entertained by this and I mm-hmm. enjoyed it more. Okay. okay. And I will give it two man jobs. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I see. I get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. And hopefully... 
you know, maybe we can get Ben to look at Stalker's Inc., you know, for his next project. Because what he needs is a better script. So, man. Yes, man. I have a confession to make. Go for it. I have never read a Leanne Mor- Moriarty book. And I'm, <gasps> yes, I am currently listening to my very first one on Audible, Nine Perfect Strangers. Okay. Not yep. the one I would recommend to start with, but a good one nonetheless. Oh, I love it. I mean, you know, because it's all about going to a health retreat. And I, like, I can't decide who I side with more, the lady who's, who's forcing everyone to do healthy things or the other people. I, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love the world. And I just love listening to it because that girl, I don't know. Caroline Lee, the narrator. Incredible. It makes such a difference. Yes. Yeah. Where are you listening to it, man? On Audible. No. I've been hearing a lot about Audible lately, (laughs) as you know. Yes. And it's so great. I mean, you know I'm a big fan anyway. But like, I love that you can, I download it so I can do it when I'm off the grid. I can listen to the rest of it while I'm shooting my movie in the woods with no internet service. It'll save my place when I'm too tired to remember where I was. It's free. Mm. It's all those things. And by the way, hello, you get a free book when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash mandemic and use mandemic. You actually get a free book with your Audible membership and you get to keep that book whether you stay with Audible or not. So you're welcome. I know. Yeah. We are spreading joy yeah. through Audible. Yeah. And through our podcast. Yeah. And then if you like the book, Nine Perfect Strangers about the health retreat, you can also go to Audible for all of the like wellness programs that they have. Like all of the health guru stuff is there waiting for you to be a yeah. better person than you are right now. I'm not going to listen to any of that, but I'm going li- to, I can recommend wholeheartedly all of Leanne Moriarty's novels on Audible. <laughs> They're fantastic. Okay, but it'd be nice to be a good person while you read them. I don't need to be a better person. I have been watching a lot of movies. Not a lot, but I watched a movie that was uh, recommended to me called Shithouse. And I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and delighted it's an indie super low budget film made by this guy from dallas cooper rafe is his name kind of a nobody i'm telling you he's the next mark duplass i looked at patrick and i was like simultaneously impressed and happy and super jealous too because i'm like holy shit that kid's like 26 years old he just did this really beautiful film and he acted in it he wrote it he directed it it's like it doesn't matter that he's a white guy. <laughs> like, I, you know, not that that's a thing. Well, it kind of is a thing now. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. are not looking for white guy stories, but this mm. story is like, Jesus. I mean, he's so good on all three it, fronts. It's called, but he's 26, so he's too old for you to want to do him, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He does, his mouth isn't shaped right for me. Okay. You know, I have my standards. Um, but no, he, it's really good. The music's really good. It's just, it's just a, just a great, it's just a great surprise of a movie. So that, that was the thing that I was like, shit, yeah. Where did you watch Shit House? Oh, Shit House is on Showtime. Yeah. Oh. And it was really good. And then, um, you know, I was. You're very into alliteration today. <laughs> Shit House on Showtime. Watch it, folks. Um, <laughs> 
Because I'm, you know, studying because the other thing that's taking up my time is uh, making a movie, getting ready to make an independent film. Which yes, is you are. Lighting me up like a goddamn Christmas tree. Very happy about it. I, it's very exciting. I'm so excited. I'm trying to figure out how not to sexually harass people on set because I'm that excited. You know what I mean? There's booklets. I have pamphlets. I'm not, I'm not going to get into trouble. I'm just saying it excites me in that way. In all ways. Me too. (laughs) Hashtag me too. (laughs) Just watch it, Harvey. Um, Well, I want to hear a little bit more about that, but can, I want to tell you what I'm into first. Yeah, do it. Because I'm bossy and I need attention. I love it. Are you familiar with thedodo.com? No. I watch an insane amount of animal videos oh. on thedodo.com. <laughs> and Casey's into it too. And some of them are just adorable. And some of them are heartbreaking about like blind animals that people are digging out of sewers and rescuing oh, and wow. saving. Um and there was one recently about the most awesome cat dad. <laughs> and if you're out there, sir, I'm available to you. <laughs> he he just does everything with his cat. His cat, they like sleep with him and the wife can't sleep in the bed. And they, like the, they made this video with comedic flair. Yeah. But he gets this one cat. It's amazing. He's laying. The guy is laying with a towel and cucumbers on his eyes and spa music is playing and candles <laughs> are lit. And then the camera pans over and the cat is laying next to him on its back with cucumbers on its eyes under the towel. And the wife is like, take those cucumbers off the cat. Come here. And she tries to pick up the cat. Uh And he's like, meow, and hisses at her. So she puts the cucumbers back on and the cat curls back up and goes back to sleep. What? I I love the dodo.com. If you're an animal lover, it's not always funny. Sometimes they are really heart-wrenching but casey and i will watch <laughs> you know kittens get rescued and then thrive and oh uh, mismatched pets you know our parrot and our potbelly pig are best friends and we will watch these things <gasps> uh, it's it's out of control how much of the dodo is in my house oh wow dodo.com also really good alliteration yeah <laughs> the dodo oh the dodo. the dodo yeah um well you know so, I, yeah I, I won't probably watch it because I hate animals. Heartless. <laughs> Heartless. No, I love animals. I just like, I have two animals. I can't, you know, I barely can watch them. You're like, I have a movie I'm making. I can't be watching the dodo.com. <laughs> well, but even before that, like reality TV and, and YouTube videos, I can't quite, I can't quite take the leap because I'm just, yeah. Well, this would be a good gateway drug. I like If you're it. ever, yeah. if you need, if you want to enter into the world. So, yeah. Making a movie, yep. Mandy Fabian. Yep. A feature film that you have written. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. And you are directing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, you're not going to perform in it, are you? No, I'm not in it. No, I couldn't no. possibly. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I wrote it, directed it. It's called Jess Plus None. It's a feisty feminist rom com about a group of college friends that reunited an off the grid wedding in the woods. It's kind of like a big chill vibe. Meets bridesmaids a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. I'm very, I'm, I'm utterly thrilled. It's a dream come true, as you know. If this movie came about as like I, from a series of tragedies and miracles, and I'm very, I'm yes. grateful for all of it. And I'm very excited for you. And so you're gonna be in the woods filming, yeah. and you're gonna 
fly back here on a private plane and record the podcast every week with me, right? Funny thing about that. Uh, no, I, I... What's that? Well, I can't. I'm not... I'm going to be about two hours out there, way up there mm. in the mountains. Off and, the grid. Yeah, off the grid. Mm. So I mm-hmm. won't be able to... So we have to find you a new Mandy. Like, you have to replace me, which I've I've only said like three times our entire relationship. Done. I've already done it. I've, I've what did you, have you, you been texting while we're <laughs> while we're podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had somebody lined up and waiting in the wings. Megan, come yeah. on out, honey. Come on the show. Oh, hey oh, hey oh. The incredibly funny, smart, amazing oh. Megan Parlin. <gasps> Yes. Who we will heretofore refer to as Mandy will be. <laughs> Is she Mandy? She's going to break into your house and use your booth if that's okay. No problem. She can use my booth. Um, she's a TV personality, kind of like she's a producer of famous <laughs> television shows. She, uh, well, yes, she's worked on a lot of documentaries yeah. and she was on a television show when she was a kid. <gasps> she was that's very right. famous. Oh my God. On gosh. Hang Time. And, uh, yeah. Oh. And she and I are very dear friends. We talk every morning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Oh. we are often talking of podcasts and movies and things that we're watching and doing. Oh. So she and I will be watching and I didn't write down the title of it because I'm a bad person. There is uh, a new Drew Barrymore uh, movie oh on Netflix. God, you're kidding me. Do you me. feel like I'm cheating? I do because you think I love Drew Barrymore and I don't. It is called The Stand-In. Holy crap. You picked a you picked a Drew Barrymore movie or did she? Uh I was pitching all these like creepy dark <laughs> things and she was she was too scared. Oh, what a she's a pansy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we opted for Drew Barrymore comedy, <laughs> The Stand-In, which is what we will be watching next week. And if you would okay. like to talk to me about that, <laughs> please find me on Instagram. At Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens, also on Twitter. And if you want to wish Mandy good luck with her movie, movie. where can they find you? At Mandy Fab one on Twitter and at Mandy Fab on Instagram. Yeah. And And if if they want to follow the movie, where do they go? At Jess plus none. Jess, J E S S plus P L U S N O N E. Jess plus none on Instagram. I think it's on Facebook too, but yes, that'll give you all the details of all the cast and all of the things that are happening. And, you know, it, it takes some time. The movie's not going to be out for a while, but I, you know, it's going to be fun to be in the woods. That's for sure. And I, I look forward to hearing your and Megan's magic. Can I give you some professional advice? You mean for Megan, because obviously I don't need any advice, but go ahead. Yeah. Don't talk. Like, don't talk for a week. That's where all the juice for the podcast comes from. You know what I mean? You guys have to stop that daily shit. You know what I mean? Yes. You might say something that you'd want recorded and then you'll regret it. And it's just never as fresh and fun. So that's my, that's my professional advice. Oh, uh, we will cut back to an awkward text or two (laughs) the way you and I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, my love. I can't wait for all your dreams to come true. Thank you. Thank you. In the woods. Yay. I can't wait to tell you all about it. And I'll see you when I come back. I'll be here. Yay. Love you. I love you. Thank you.